Welcome back to The Real Spiel with Ryan and Kurt for our second season. Thank you so much for all of our listeners and subscribers. We're, we're thrilled with the following that we've uh, been able to garner in just 12 episodes. Took a couple months off through the summer and uh, ready to get back to it here. If you have any feedback or questions, topics you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at therealspiel at uscfinvestments.com. It has been a couple months Things have keep, kept pushing on. We'd like to refresh you on inflation and real assets. We just got the 8.3% year-over-year uh, inflation print for August. And as expected, the Fed has increased rates by another 75 bips for the third time in a row. And we have the market anticipating another one and a quarter by year end through the remaining two Fed meetings. We've seen energy come down, food prices moderate, airfare and hotel prices come down. But inflation is still propped up. Is it just rents and rent equivalents or what other factors are keeping inflation high, Kurt? Yeah, it's uh, great to be here again with you, Ryan. And I think one of the lessons that we should learn from all of this is that inflation is very hard to predict. We, we kind of knew this, that um, we thought that inflation would be soft um, coming uh, out of recovery from COVID, that supply chains would recover that um, we'd see uh, ample supplies to, to meet demand and inflation would moderate. In fact, we were told this word transitory, which has been deleted from the Fed vocabulary. Um, I think if we go back even a prior decade, Ryan, the, we thought inflation would go the other way when we had the first quantitative easing and you know the, the acquisition of assets onto the balance sheet at the Fed the huge trillions of dollars that were printed in response to the financial crisis. We thought that inflation had to happen. It was, it's a monetary phenomenon. We're printing trillions of dollars. Of course, inflation is going to happen. And in fact, what we had was disinflation in the 2010s, lower and lower rates of inflation. Now, what we have is um, assurances from the talking heads, from the economists that, that uh, we listen to in media and as well as from the Fed themselves don't worry about inflation. It's going to be transitory. It's all going to be okay. And it's not okay. So I think one of the key lessons we can take away is that inflation is very, very hard to predict. Um, what we have seen is a moderation in some key components of inflation. That's good news. So we've seen um, the volatile sectors of food and energy moderate over the last, say, two to three months. Um, gasoline, gasoline prices have gotten lower. You've probably seen that when you're filling up your tank at the pump. Um, Food prices have moderated a bit. I think what's more troubling, though, is that core inflation, what the Fed looks at even more closely, has continued to keep going up. Um, I think wages continue to be strong. Um, unemployment is still very low. And I think wage push inflation is troublesome for the Fed. It's a problem that they have to address because as wages go higher, people have more money to spend. Um, and labor becomes even more competitive so that you have to pay more up for the next, you know, marginal employee that you want to hire to convince them not to go to work for someone else. So a wage push inflation is something that the, the Fed wants to try to control and arrest if they can. Um, but rent and rent equivalents, I think, are also important. Um, high real estate prices, you know, going back, uh, you know, over the last one, two, three years, those are only going to be cycling into rent and rent equivalents over the next cycle. They're not fully there yet. I think there's going to be continued support for inflation coming there. I think the fact that the Fed has been forceful, they've become more hawkish. They've made it really clear with their 75 basis point hike this week. 
and their forecast for the remainder of 22 and forecast into 23, the fact that they have said, we will do whatever it takes. That's a message that we've heard from the Fed before. Um, and I think that they really don't have a choice. That's really the message they have to say, which is that we will bring inflation down, um, whatever it takes. And that might mean financial pain, more unemployment, GDP slowdown. They're going to do it regardless. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And we also seen quantitative tightening to where the Fed was going from $40 billion rolling off their balance sheet a month up to $90 billion, uh, more recently. So in addition to raising rates, you've got quantitative tightening. What needs to happen for inflation to come back down, though? It seems like you know everyone's feeling the pain. What needs to happen? So there's um, uh, a simple rule that I think is interesting called the Taylor Rule, named after an economist that worked for the Fed. And it's, it's actually used by the Fed today. It's been modified, as you can imagine. Something that was developed in the 90s has been modified and tweaked over time. But it's still really it's simple to understand, and it's still uh, an important policy tool that the Fed uses to try to set rates. Um, the bad news is that essentially at the core, what you really need to do is have Fed rates, interest rate policy, um, not just be equal to inflation, but be roughly one and a half times inflation. Brutal. If the goal is to bring inflation lower. The flip side is that you can have rates, you know, be you know, well below your target if you're trying to be supportive. And the Fed did that after the financial crisis. You know, unfortunately, the Fed can't take rates to minus 3%. They can bring them to zero. And then what the Fed did in response to the fact that they can't take rates lower than zero, they started buying assets and providing quantitative easing, you know, other support, putting assets on their balance sheet. They're doing the inverse now. Um, I think the bad news is the Fed is still, you know, below 4% as an overall, you know, kind of, uh, interest rate level right now. Um, you've seen expectations that rates will go higher by one-year rates being over 4% now for the first time in, in a long period of time. Um, we're not there yet. As If inflation, core inflation or general CPI kind of stick is sticky around this, you know, six, seven, 8% level, the bad news is, that, and the Fed knows this, they have to take rates to nine, 10, 11% if the goal is to bring it back down into a two-ish percent range. Um, I think we're a long way from knowing where that will settle. In terms of where we're going to go from here, what I would say is I think the Fed understands that their ability to forecast inflation is limited. Um, And that includes, you know, our treasury secretary, Janet Yellen, who used to be chair of the Fed. I mean, these are very thoughtful, experienced people with hundreds of economists at their disposal. And yet it's very hard to get a beat on where is inflation going. They're going to be data driven. So if inflation stays high, I think rates are going to keep going higher until they feel like they have it under control. The Fed has a very simple mission. Um, They have two goals, full employment and maintaining inflation around an average 2% target. Um, Full employment, mission accomplished. Great job. You know, I think full employment is considered anything where unemployment is 5% or less, and we're well below that. Inflation under control, missing that target big time. So I think what we should expect from the Fed is higher rates until they see an impact in inflation that they feel confident about. Um, and I think, you know, this this confidence issue is, is really important for the Fed because the 
markets not only respond to what the Fed does, but what the Fed messages. And if markets lose conviction that the Fed will do whatever it takes, take whatever steps it takes to rest inflation, then it sort of gets out of control. So I, I, what I, I think the hope from the administration uh, in power right now, the Biden administration, and from the Fed, is that there will be conviction about what the Fed's doing and that inflation will start to moderate, that supply chains will ease, um, that uh, prices for energy, for food, for metals will moderate. Um, and the fear of the Fed will itself have a, a, a kind of a, um, an impact on expectations of inflation. So they won't have to go as far. Maybe they will hike into 23 and then they can start to ease off or, or stop to continue to hike. But what I will tell you is that if they see rates going higher in 23, if we see whether it's because of you know conf global conflict in Ukraine, climate change, other issues, if they keep seeing higher rates, uh, sorry, higher rates of inflation, if we continue to see higher commodity prices, if you see um, rent and rent equivalents continue to go up, um, the Fed is going to do exactly what they're doing right now. They're going to keep hiking at these high interval levels um, until they see that that reaction. Wow. Yeah. So buckle in. We'll, I'm sure, have many updates coming uh, in the uh, upcoming months. Again, thank you to all our listeners. We'd love to hear from you. The Real Spiel at uscfinvestments.com. And we will talk to you next week.